This is episode 132 with Anna and Erin, encouraging you to fight for your mind, your body, and your soul. Thanks for joining us this week. You are so faithful if you are showing up every week and we really appreciate it. Or if you're new, thank you for being here and we hope you can learn something and gain something and that you will come back. Anna and I are just normal moms. We homeschool our kids, we're sisters, we live in the country, we do all the normal things that everyone else does, so nothing special about us, but we do have a passion to share with you how to live life differently how to thrive rather than just survive, how to really push yourself to become who you really want to be rather than just slogging through life and wishing that there were more to it. Do you ever sit there and wonder, is there more to life? Is this it? Well, that's why we get on here because we've questioned that as well. And we figured out it wasn't doing something great. That was the more that we were desiring. It was the way that we went about our daily tasks, the mundane, the hard, the trivial things. The way that we went about those is where the more was. And when we embraced God and His ways for us and found the unique calling He had for us in those things, we did find the more that we wanted for life. And sure, we struggle all the time, and that's why we say it's a fight, but we get on here to encourage you to keep fighting just as we do. And we know there's very hard circumstances, and we know it is a fight, but we know that with God, you can do it. And when we link arms together and do it with each other and know we're not the only ones struggling, it sure makes it easier and it makes it worth it to go through through things. So that's why we're here. We always say movement and time with God are the catalyst for living life as if there was more. Because those will wake your mind up. Those will get you centered where you need to be. So you don't have to just get up out of bed and let life happen to you. You get up early, you prepare, you move, you talk with God, you get your soul ready to face the day and whatever might come. So because we love to talk about those two elements and because we do them every day and to make them not seem super boring, we like to talk about them with you um, because it's kind of an excitement in our lives, you know, Um, besides kids and homeschooling and cooking meals. That's kind of our thing that we like. So definitely our thing. Yes. Discussion time. What's been going on with you? Movement and time with God. Well, let me think. Um... You know, movement is just pretty normal, lifting some weights and doing some body, you know, body type exercises. And, um, but time with God, it's like, I don't know. I think, you know, like you said, it's our thing and, and it's, it is an exciting part of our life because it's where I feel like God, he has things to reveal to us every time we go to him. And I just, I love that. Just, just today I was reading and, um, I don't know, just words, you know, I love words. And so the word transfiguration, I was reading about the transfiguration in Matthew. And it was talking about how um, that word transfiguration in the Greek is metamorpho, uh, where we get our word metamorphosis. And it was talking about how the Lord's transfiguration is also our destiny in the fact that we get to transform Um, our minds to look the way that they're meant to look on the other side of heaven. We can look that way right now. We can think that way right now. 
transfiguration and transforming and metamorphosis is our destiny right now. (laughs) And it was talking about how it happens when we behold the beauty and glory of Christ. And I just thought that's when the transfiguration happens for us. That's when the transformation happens for us is every day we behold the beauty and the glory of Christ. We're being transformed. I don't know. It was just such a cool connection. It was connecting places in scripture with other places in scripture. And I went and looked those up and it was just so sweet, like a treasure, you know, that the Lord had for me. And it's like that, like it's, it really can be like that every day. It's not necessarily like that every day, but as you trudge forward and remain consistent and go with the expectation that he has something for you every day, you will find it. So it was just so yeah wonderful. It was that's great. Cool. We we learned about metamorphosis in my son's science today. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. And isn't it funny? The caterpillar starts out so ugly. You know, our mm-hmm. flesh. We're so ugly. Yeah. And then you go in that time of making a chrysalis. It seems like you're dying. Right. That's bad. Yeah. It's horrible. And then you come out so much better. And that's that's what it means to be truly metamorphosis in Christ. So mm-hmm. that's a that's a neat picture. Yeah. Um, movement for me lately, I have been super energetic. I feel like I'm coming out of, um, a brain fog, just getting my health kind of looked at with some professional eyes really helped me kind of get over this hump of something I was just semi struggling with. And now like coming out of it, it's like, wow, this, this is way better. Um, so it's been just more fun to move when you have energy. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm still doing um the yoga a lot and today she talked about you know when you when you're in a position for a long time you need to do the opposing position because mm-hmm. your body kind of gets stuck in that one way and so that way right you <laughs> yeah. need to kind of go the other way and i was just thinking about that a lot you know in in weight training uh when i was getting my license you learned a lot about the eccentric and cocentric movement and how you know to really get growth you have to do one and then you have to do the other you can't always stay in one way or that muscle would actually not grow. It would just get exhausted. Mm. Um, and also in weightlifting, you talk a lot about opposing muscles, working opposing muscles. If you only do one side of things like work your quads, you're going to actually hurt your back because you're only strengthening one side and you need to strengthen the other side. And then I was learning, um, listening to a podcast about posture the other day, how you know, we, we look down at our phones all the time and mm-hmm. we need to do like an opposing thing just as much time yeah. as we do those things or we're going to be imbalanced. So I've been thinking about that a lot. And as I'm walking, I'm trying to really lift my shoulders and my head um, so that I'm using opposing muscles rather than the looking down all the time. Because mm-hmm. I was catching myself even walking, like looking down at my feet. Yes. Yeah. And how horrible that is for our bodies to always be in one position. So mm-hmm. in movement lately, I've just been focused on making sure I'm balancing right. and, and not hurting my spine. And I'm kind of curious, you know, the age I am, I, I think... An, a new fun thing is to really look into posture and like spinal health. Mm -hmm. Although, you know, I have a lot of knowledge about that as far as in, in lifting and uh, proper formation dance and stuff like that. But, but 
as far as like in old age, yes. just making sure. Yeah. I mean, I know I have to sit a certain way and like read a book a certain way or I do get neck pain. Yeah. But I need to really be conscious of that. I remember a friend of mine and she was an older friend. Um, we would be in a, this meeting together and she would like stand with her hands up, like almost like a Y. She would yeah. make a Y and people were like, what are you doing? She's like, I, I'm just, I'm really trying to get that curve out of my mm-hmm. neck, like right. upper back and neck. And yes. she did have a little bit of a curve because as she was aging, you know, just that folding over kind of happened. Mm-hmm. So she would stand during this meeting. It was just yeah. weird, but yeah. she would stand with her hands at a Y or like a or W, like a, a w yeah. or yeah, something like that. So that her arms were up and her neck was straight and she was upright, like her mm-hmm. spine was upright. Mm-hmm. So that reminds me of her, yes. um, that she would always do that. I could see that. myself being that person <laughs> yeah but it does feel really good uh-huh, like if right. you if you just did it right now like because you know, like you said we're always looking down mm-hmm. on our phones or we're looking down while we walk but if you come up and bring your arms up it really does mm-hmm. bring all of that back into you know alignment so yeah it's yeah. important super important we're all about alignment body and soul here in mind yes um time with god i've just come or you know we're kind of on the tail end of a valley pretty dark valley so I'm just really you know asking God that even though you know we're on the other side or almost on the other side just anytime we go through something let that not be forgotten let that be for good in my life you know in in all the lives and um, I just encourage myself and others that when you go through hard times don't let it be wasted Mm -hmm. and just uh, remember uh, how God took you through that and why he might have taken you through that and what you've gained from that and take that forward so that then you can go a little bit step closer with him. Yes, I love that. Stones of remembrance Mm -hmm. uh, in Joshua. They set up those stones to remember what they had went through, Mm -hmm. what they had gone through. And that's what we can do with our hardships is set up stones of remembrance to say, say, you know, look how God brought us through. That's really good. A good Mm -hmm. testimony. So we are excited for this episode. We have a really special guest. You always say that. I know. I know. I always say that. They're all really special. They are. This one is especially special, though. Um, It was funny because as we were talking to him, we were just laughing that he is like, like a perfect mix of... Aaron's passions and my passions, and it was just so fun to talk to him. Um, And, you know, he has such a knowledge of just um, the body, and he incorporates the mind, and he actually also has a podcast um, called Life Enchanted Podcast, and he shares so much similar things as Aaron and I, but from a male perspective, and so it's just so great to hear things that just kind of reaffirm what we know works (laughs) for the mind, body, and the spirit connection. And also just to spur one another on in what he's doing in his ministry. And he was doing the same for us and what we do with our podcast. So we're really excited to share with you Nick Carlisle. Well, Access Podcast, I am so excited to just bring you our guest today. His name is Nick Carlisle. He is a disciple. He would call himself that. He's a husband and a father. He is also a teacher and a writer and hosts the Life Enchanted podcast, which I have really enjoyed listening to. He's also a certified holistic 
life coach. And so I'm just so excited to expose you to someone who's so like-minded and like-hearted as Aaron and I, who is just, you know, pursuing Christ in the mind, body, and spirit connection. So Nick, thank you so much for coming on Access Podcast. The pleasure is mine. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we ask every guest to kind of just first tell us a little bit about themselves, about, you know, any family, what their job is, what they do in their free time. And then also we love to hear how you stay spiritually fit with mm. and with God or in also physically fit with what you do for daily movement, because we encourage those things for our listeners every day. So why don't you share with us a little about a, a little bit about you? I love that. Um, yeah. So uh, Nick Carlisle is my name. I live in Northern California in a small town called Loomis, which is kind of in between Sacramento and Lake Tahoe. Okay. Uh, I was born and raised here. Um, I'm a high school teacher at my alma mater, which is Del Oro High School. Um, awesome little community, family focused, great place to be. Um, live here with my wife and my three kids. I have a five-year-old daughter, a four-year-old daughter, and a one-and-a-half-year-old son. Mm. They are a lot of work, and they keep me busy, um, but are just such a joy uh, to have. And I, you know, it's it's just brought me so much purpose and love and responsibility and stress, um, as as you guys probably know. But um, yeah, it's it's awesome. I love being a dad. But yeah, so. Um, high school teacher. I teach some technology classes. I teach some study hall classes, uh, which I enjoy because I have quite a bit of freedom um, in my curriculum. So I, I pretty much get to teach whatever I want, whatever I think is most valuable to the student. So I incorporate a lot of things that I'm learning and I kind of preach the gospel without saying the word gospel and Bible and Jesus right. and whatnot. But I, but I incorporate a lot of, uh, you know, what I stand for. Um a lot of holistic wellness stuff, mindfulness stuff, psychology stuff, um, which is fun for me to kind of impart these things into the into the youth because I feel like uh, after I got done with school and kind of entered the adult world, I started realizing that we are not teaching kids a lot of the things that are uh, most valuable to us and most important, like uh, the, the life of your thoughts, the thought life and, um, you know, being able to observe them and manage them and, um, like, you know, relationships and the quality of inputs, determining the quality of outputs in regards to, you know, what you're consuming on media, whether it's songs or music or, uh, you know, social media or friends or whatever it is. So it's cool because in my classes, I incorporate a lot of that. So it's fun for me to kind of pour into the youth. Um, and hopefully, Thank you. Transform some lives. So that's a little bit about me. And then so, yeah, on the side, outside of being a high school teacher, I have a podcast called the Life Enchanted podcast, which is all about just faith um, and physical and mental wellness and really just anything that can help anyone out, because I've struggled in my life and I've discovered things that have that have helped me. And I feel like if they've helped me, they could help one other person. So I might as well share it uh, via the podcasting world, because it's such an awesome you know, easy way to spread information and insight and knowledge and have uh, conversations with people I otherwise would not be able to speak to. So it's a cool kind of way for me to have an excuse to reach out to doctors and pastors and musicians and um, really anyone, friends, anyone that I think that can add value, I will hit them up and have them come on and just have a conversation. So um, that's been super fun for me. And that's led to uh 
content creation with the Instagram and putting out, you know, content that I think helps people. And that's um, led to creating a website and designing some clothes and designing some other products that I release on there and which led me into uh, coaching, health coaching, getting certified through uh, um, the Czech Institute to become a holistic uh, health coach. And then I'm now getting certified through the life coach school to become a life coach um, because I just want to help people. And it's super fun for me to sit down with people and help, uh, you know, them live their best life, you know, and to optimize uh, their life physically and mentally. So, um, yeah, so that's what I'm all about. As of right now, that's constantly changing and kind of just trying to, you know, stay in, in touch and abide in the father so that he keeps leading me because, you know, my, my journey as I thought it would be is much different than what the father has led me. So, um, it's pretty cool to see that. So, uh, and as far as staying physically and spiritually fit, oh man, we could do a whole podcast on this, (laughs) um, this morning. I'll just talk about this morning. How about that? Um, so my mornings, I'm just like super diligent about, uh, especially with kids, I, you know, I, I cherish the time when they're sleeping, like from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. is golden hour for my wife and I. And then from 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. is the same. So um, every morning I'll kind of just walk through my morning routine, which kind of highlights the both of those aspects. But every morning I wake up and first thing I do is recite Psalm 23. And that's something that I stole from Dallas Willard. Um, I, I was listening to an interview with him and he does that and I love Dallas Willard. So I thought maybe I should start doing that. And, and Psalm 23 is just, I mean, it touches on everything and you could really just let your mind go so many different places. Um, so love doing that right when I wake up Psalm 23 and then I hydrate, uh, with a little bit of pink Himalayan salt included in my water. So I just keep my Yeti with me at all times. And I put some salt in there to get some of, um, those um, electrolytes going because and the minerals because we're constantly depleted and our water quality sucks throughout the world. So we need to uh, be mindful of that. So get hydrated. Um, and then I do some breath work immediately just to activate my sympathetic nervous system and kind of get a release of some some good hormones, some adrenaline, um, and some norepinephrine. Uh, so I do some breath work, um, which is similar to like the Wim Hof breathing, just to kind of activate my body mm-hmm. naturally without, you know, a lot of people will reach for the coffee and just automatically, you know, throw some stimulants in there. But I do the breath work as I'm kind of moving around, um, going downstairs to start getting things ready uh, for the day. Um, and then I basically sit, I make my, my bulletproof decaf coffee because I'm off caffeine right now, which has been a struggle. Uh, but I make my bulletproof decaf uh, coffee um, I make my wife's coffee, um, that Bulletproof. I put uh, some MCT oil in there from the Bulletproof company, actually the C8 MCTs in there. Um, I put some grass-fed butter in there, and then I put a healthy scoop of some collagen powder and then some functional mushroom powder in there as well. Um, and then after I get all that done, I sit down, I go through, I do some gratitude work. So that's different. Sometimes I'll do some 
some journaling, like just writing, like I am grateful for, you know, I'll just prime my mind with a bunch of different things. And I'll talk about weird things too. anything that pops into my mind. I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for this hoodie I'm wearing. I'm grateful for, you know, my wife sitting next to me. I'm grateful for my dog. I'm grateful for this wood floor that my feet are on. I'm grateful, you know, all these different things. Yeah. Or I will uh, do the gratitude practice just with my eyes closed and just thank the father. Just Father, thank you for this. Thank you for that. Thank you for this, Father. All kind of just directed towards him. Um, so, and then after that, I um, will get into reading. Uh, I'm a big book guy. I just think that reading is like the life hack, like the life hack. Uh, I, you know, just expanding the brain and and constantly learning. There's so much wisdom in books and there's so many amazing people who live right now and who have lived throughout history who have put down their thoughts and insights and experiences and knowledge into um, these books. And you can, instead of having to spend, you know, 20 years trying to figure things out by yourself, you can dive into a book from whoever it is and, and learn. So um, I love reading in the morning. I usually have like a spiritual formation type book that I'll read like a chapter of. Yeah. And then um, I'll spend about 10 minutes reading like a self-help book, like a Tony Robbins book or something like that. Um, and then after that, if it is a workout day, I will get after it um, in my little home gym. We have a little Peloton in there. So mm-hmm. big fan of the Peloton. I I do short rides. I don't like long rides because I get bored on there. So I do like the short hit and uh, Tabata exercises on there. Um, get a sweat going, do, um, do a lot of body weight stuff. So uh, push-ups, pull-ups, sit-ups, air squats, uh, low weight dumb- dumbbell stuff like that. Um, and then after I work out, if it is a workout day, um, which we can talk about later, um, why there are certain days that I work out and not, uh, but then I will hop in the shower Usually it depends how I'm feeling. Um, if I go straight to cold or if I start out hot and then go cold, but I'll always take a cold shower in the morning because I'm, it sucks. Like I'm mm-hmm. cold shower suck and cold exposure sucks, but I'm full blown addicted to the superhuman feeling that comes after the cold exposure and the release of all those chemicals and, um, uh, hormones and all that stuff, which, um, you know, I love, I feel like a superhuman after I get out of that shower every single day. So that is a very long winded answer. <laughs> That's okay. Well, <laughs> I must feel like you're my male doppelganger. So <laughs> yes, hilarious. even awesome. to the exact ingredients you put in your coffee. I had the very thing this morning. That's so amazing. yeah, that'll be cool that our listeners are like, oh my gosh, he does the same thing. <laughs> My friend has yes. been talking about the Wim Hof breathing. Um, I just kind of do my own thing, but he's been like, mom, you got to try this. And so uh, mm. I think that triggered me to really, uh, to look into that a little bit more. So mm-hmm. I love yeah, it. do you do it? Um, I've done one that he told yeah. me and he, he, my son, he's almost 18. He does it every morning. Um, really? And he does like the cold showers and all that. But, but I, I kind of just do my own like breathing thing I do when I do like a prayer walk. But, uh, but I'm fascinated by, uh, the techniques, uh, that he does. So yeah, the breath, man, I, I just feel like it's such an undervalued and underestimated thing. Just the breath, just in general, as far as like the meditation and mindfulness and focusing on it, um, is 
awesome, but also just being able to activate our sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems via the breath. It's been proven time and time again, um, and there's tons of good research about it, and there's a lot of people putting out a lot of great content like James Nestor. I'm not sure if any if you guys know him, but he's a guy that's been surfacing on a lot of different podcasts talking a lot about nasal breathing and how important that is with nitric oxide and all this stuff, which is fascinating, but just being able, because I've, fo- I've struggled with anxiety, and I also struggle with energy issues like everyone else in the world so um being able to like uh on demand um shift between parasympathetic and sympathetic activity is just super super helpful and i feel like a superpower that's not being used um so yeah i think it has such spiritual connotation too you know we need Mm -hmm. the breath of the holy spirit and how often are we living shallowly just as we breathe shallowly we need to go deeper and really take in the holy spirit and ask him what he has for us in that moment so i always like the spiritual things but um i'm just curious so have you always been super healthy or um were your parents this way or how did you get started in in this journey of health and holistic living yeah so um I grew up an athlete, so I, I always, you know, had to keep my body fairly fit for sports, basketball and football mostly. Um, but I never I never did it for my really own benefit. It was more like extrinsic um, motivated just to kind of perform well. Um, and then after I got done with sports and I went into college and I got out of college, I was, uh, you know, like 22, 23, 24, um, working a desk job in real estate and was just not healthy, was just struggling. Like I wasn't obese or anything, but I would call myself skinny fat, um, just just not healthy physically or mentally um, and just struggling. I had a lot of other things going on. I was in some, some pretty dark places um, and started searching for, for ways to get out of them and through prayer and, and the Father's grace was led to a conversation um, I heard Chris Kresser actually on the Joe Rogan podcast. It was Chris Kresser's first appearance on Joe Rogan podcast. Chris Kresser is from the Kresser Institute. He's out of Berkeley. Super, super smart dude. Um, Yeah, really smart. Highly, highly encourage people to check him out. Big advocate of functional medicine, paleo diet type stuff. Um, And he on this interview just made such a compelling case for eating clean and the symptoms of not eating clean and inflammation and all these things. I'm like, wow, this, you know, makes a lot of sense to me. And I was just like super intrigued um, by him. And I started just making minor adjustments here and they're like, okay, I'm going to start eating clean, which to me, eating clean is more like a paleo Mm -hmm. way of eating. So, uh, started making some minor adjustments and then the, the ball just kept rolling from there. I started noticing, wow, when I eat clean for a couple of days, I feel really good. And then when I don't eat clean on the third day, I feel like crap and I'm more negative and my sleep goes down. And so I really just started falling in love with just, uh, the way the body worked and the way the inputs were determining the outputs. Um, so that led clean eating led to like biohacks and supplements and working out and, you know, breath work and all these different things. Um, and I just keep falling more and more and more in love with it. And there's just such a wealth of knowledge there that I, I feel like I can never 
learn enough. Um, so I started listening to podcasts, nerding out on podcasts and YouTube videos and books and um, articles and studies and all these different things, just trying to absorb as much information as possible and really just started seeing the benefit from it. Started seeing my body transform drastically. Fasting was a huge one for me. Dr. Rhonda Patrick's first appearance also on Rogan. I'm plugging Rogan a lot right now. Don't think <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> um, yeah, we like him on those, yeah. those ones. Yeah, totally. Yeah, he's I mean, side note on Rogan. He I always thought he was like a meathead, comic, weirdo, drug guy. But then I just when I started actually listening to him, I'm like, wow, this dude is actually brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, he can hold a conversation with a neuroscientist, a historian, a comedian, an actress. He's super knowledgeable. He's a little weird. And there's a lot of you know cursing and stuff like that. You have to come over. But he is a, a smart dude. But yeah, so. Um, heard Dr. Rhonda Patrick on there talking about fasting. So in like 2017, started doing some intermittent fasting and really saw my body transform and was like, whoa. So yeah, that just keep, I, I kept discovering things and I keep discovering things that are, uh, really helping me. Um, and it just perpetuates my love for it and my desire to learn more of it and to share it with the world. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Um, I know I've listened to your podcast quite a bit and you've shared about um, just how you had overcome some social anxiety and just anxiety in general. I've also um, overcome a lot of anxiety about, you know, the fear of what people think and insecurities in mm-hmm. the same kind of way, just through, you know, that eating healthy. And like you said, the the input determines the output. But can you share with our listeners that journey that you took and how the Lord helped you through kind of some of that anxiety that you experienced? Yeah, totally. Um, So that was something that came out fairly recent. I was never really an anxious kid and I was always pretty outgoing, um, always surrounded by friends, always uh, doing something with friends growing up. Um, But as I entered adulthood and had kids and had more time to myself really is what I've kind of traced it back to. I'm still working a lot of this out through prayer and, you know, scripture and my therapist and all these different things. But as of right now, um, I've kind of realized that as I got older and as I had more time by myself, like at my house while the kids are sleeping or in the car or whatever, I wasn't surrounded by friends all the time. I just, I don't think I was because I was never trained going back to like how education has kind of failed us. I was never trained about how to, to watch my mind and to see what kind of narratives are are playing out, what stories I'm telling myself. So I think I started cultivating some really bad habits in those times and those times by myself. Um, And I started to see a lot of anxiety start to arise. Um, And this wasn't conscious of me. I, I didn't know that it was coming from these narratives Um, like I said, I'm still trying to figure these things out, but, um, so I started to see a lot of anxiety, uh, manifest and uh, specifically social anxiety. I am by nature introverted. Um, I can, I can, you know, work a room and hang out with people and, you know, uh, if I have to, but if if you've read quiet by Susan Cain, um, it's a, it's a great book on introversion. It's, introversion versus extroversion is more so towards, you know, what happens to your energy as far as, you know, sensory input. And when there's a lot of sensory input for me, my energy is depleted. Whereas extroverts, when there's a lot of sensory input, their energy goes up. So I'm definitely introverted in that regard. And um, I started to have 
these these thoughts, these negative thoughts that I was having about people thinking about me or what I look like or these insecurities that I had mixed with um, depleted energy and social situations, I would just get like these crazy fight or flight um, responses in these situations, these social situations, whether staff meetings or um, parties or whatever it is. And we just had this really debilitating fear and fight or flight response to leave and get out of there. And I would get flushed. My face would turn red. I would start sweating. And that would just perpetuate the thoughts, which would perpetuate the feelings and the physiological outcomes. And it was just a nightmare. And I'm like, oh my goodness, what is going on here? You know, I've never dealt with this. Uh, so that was a big, and I was like physically healthy and, you know, but my mind had not been um, as healthy as it needed to be the narratives. So I really started to, um, I, I took a, a bunch of di- different approaches. I've tried a lot of things to help because this is one of my biggest struggles in life. Honestly, now that I've kind of got my body where I want it and my career where I want it and all these different things is this, this mental mess, uh, that exists that I think we all have to some degree. Um, I've tried a lot of things to, to help mitigate, against i've tried hypnotism i've tried i have like this thing that shocks that connects to your earlobes that shocks your brain and all these things help i've tried therapy that's why i'm so like crazy now about um you know cold water immersion and breath work and um exercise and gut health and supplements and uh all these different things and it's even why i'm not drinking caffeine anymore hopefully for the few you know for the long term it's tough um so one of the things that's that's really helped me is just, uh, first of all, observance and mindfulness of the narratives that are occurring in my mind. Meditation is a word used a lot right now that has a lot of different meanings to a lot of different people and mindfulness as well. But for me, it's just strengthening the muscle to step away from your thoughts and just observe them, rise above them so that you can see them and observe them. Because by definition, if you can observe something that means that you are not it if i can observe the bird that means that means i am not the bird if i can observe you know the ring on my finger that i'm looking at right now that means i am not the ring so um i think most of us are caught up in our thoughts and identify with our thoughts and we think our thoughts are just our life and we haven't been taught the skill nor told that there is a skill to separate from your thoughts and that you are actually the consciousness Um, and the spirit that dwells within your body behind the thoughts, that your thoughts are just these random populations that your mind is giving you based on previous exposures and traumas and experiences and all these things, this coding that you've given it. So um, that was huge for me, but also isn't like, it's not a quick fix. It takes a lot of practice and diligence. So Uh, The biggest thing is just being able to observe my mind. And once I'm able to observe my mind, being able to manage my mind, um, and I practice that through, like I said, just mindfulness, just watching it. And mindfulness doesn't have to be sitting down with your eyes closed, feeling your breath. It can be that, but it can also just be going about your day. And as you catch yourself in these stories, these mental narratives, stepping away from them, separating from them, um, and then kind of rearranging what narratives, you know, should go where and, you know, throwing the bad ones in the trash and then establishing kingdom narratives is what I like to say, Um, because it all comes down. I just feel like the enemy, you know, it's easy for him to come in and just take over our narratives and 
move them in the direction that he wants them to be. And I think separating, strengthening the muscle to separate from the, the enemy narratives and then establishing kingdom narratives that are rooted in truth and the gospel um, is, is a super power, powerful tool. So I still struggle with it, um, but that has been huge for me. And then, like I said, stimulant consumption, like caffeine was definitely related to a lot of the like panic attacks and stuff like that. I, a lot of people, you know, have different responses to, to caffeine, but just, I'm very sensitive to substances. So I'm staying away from the caffeine, which is not easy. I love caffeine just like anybody else. I mean, yeah. it's great. My favorite thing in the morning is having a black cup of coffee or a, a bulletproof cup of coffee and like getting after it and getting that, you know, buzz going and getting into a good book and stuff. It's awesome. But about noon comes around after that half-life starts to kick in and I feel a lot different and it affects your adrenals and mood and all these different things. So I'm trying to stay away from that substance. Um, so stimulants were a big one, keeping the stimulants out of my routine, especially like if I was like to drink coffee and then go to a party at 7 p.m. at night, I'd probably be a wreck. <laughs> There's that. That's the enemy narrative actually right there. I would be awesome. I would do well. <laughs> no, but um, so just monitoring that, um, staying adequately hydrated, supplementing with, um, you know, like a, a high quality krill oil to keep my brain healthy and get those omega threes in me and, um, you know, keeping inflammation down, all these different things, making sure my gut's healthy so that my serotonin levels are healthy. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot that goes into it, but I would say mostly it's the management of the mind that has helped me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, they're all, it's all connected. You know, that's what mm -hmm. I always say is it's the mind, body, spirit connection. You, we yes. cannot separate them. And we always encourage our listeners and ourselves as well, because everything we do is first to encourage ourselves, but is to, like you said, we have to think about what we think about. And, yes. you know, if it doesn't align with the word of God, then it needs to get out. We need to take those thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ like Amen. so I love that how you said it like kingdom narratives and or yes. narratives and that's such a a cool way to look at it kind of like a different way you know because we all have narratives these stories that we tell ourselves or these these things that we think we are and if it's not lining up with the word of God then it's not true 100%. And that has that helped free me um, in my own journey so much is knowing that the things I was thinking about myself were not aligning with the word of God. Yes. And when I realized so that, yeah, it, it changed everything, you know, so. Absolutely. And there's like a, I don't want to go too far into the weeds here, but this is something that I'm learning about recently. That's um, through this life coach thing that I think is super valuable. And a lot of people can get a lot of value from is, is that there's this model. So Brooke Castillo, who is the founder and owner of the Life Coach School, she's phenomenal, by the way. Everyone should go check out her podcast. And okay. if you guys don't know her, you should check her out. She's awesome. She's out of Texas. Um, she has this thing called the model. And basically, this model applies to everything in life, every circumstance that we find ourselves in, every feeling. So circumstances, basically, this this model starts with circumstances. And circumstances are these these facts, these these things that exist outside of us. Like Nick is on a podcast right now. That is a, a fact. That is a circumstance that has absolutely no meaning to it. It's just a fact of life. So circumstances are these things outside of us, these uh, just objective facts, and they don't mean anything until there is a thought associated with it. Mm -hmm. And the thought um, that is associated with it then produces a feeling associated to the thought. And then the feeling produces an action 
and then the action produces a result. So it's a circumstance. A circumstance means nothing until there is a thought. Thought produces a feeling. Feeling produces an action. Action produces a result. And you can take really anything in your life and plug it into one of those lines and kind of reverse engineer it to get what you want um, and run these different models with things uh, to either get a feeling you want or to get a result you want or to identify an action that's causing a result or a feeling that's causing an action or a thought that's causing a feeling, whatever it is. So, um, yeah, that, that has been super helpful for me too. And you can run that model on a piece of paper, just as many, you can do a hundred of them a day. And there's a lot of nuance and specifics and strategy that goes into it, but just at kind of a macro level, it's a, it's a pretty useful and cool, uh, tool. Yeah, that's neat. That. We've we've talked about some similar things to that. What I really love is our listeners are hearing how intentional you are in your life. Mm-hmm. And the reason Anna and I started this podcast is to um, make sure people could see there's a different way of living. You don't have to just survive, but you can actually... Uh, you know, take your life by the reins and live intentionally and with purpose. And it's by doing the things that you are doing, looking at every aspect of your life and, and saying, okay, how can I put more intention into this so that I can be my best? And ultimately when we're our best, we're able to fulfill our God given purpose, um, the best way possible. Nothing's, you know, keeping us down. Yes. So, So good. I love that. And so I'm just curious, uh, what led you to start your podcast? I has listened. I haven't. And so I'm really intrigued. I will definitely be listening. And then the title of it, Life Enchanted, where did that come from and the philosophy behind that? Yeah. So as I said, I was just, I, I went through a lot of struggles and a lot of dark times. And as I was figuring out things that were helping me, I really just felt called to, to start sharing them and um, as I was thinking about ways to share them, I thought, man, a podcast would be so easy for me to talk about whatever I want. So that was kind of the impetus behind it is share things that help me because they'll at least help one other person. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's why I started it. And then the life enchanting came from, as I was kind of thinking about doing a podcast and, uh, you know, it was ruminating in my head. I heard this song, one of my favorite bands is King's Kaleidoscope. They are absolutely phenomenal. You guys, if you guys haven't heard them, definitely go check them out. All the listeners, King's Kaleidoscope, they're out of Seattle. The lead singer, his name's Chad Gardner. Uh, he was a worship pastor at Mars Hill when Mars Hill was really big in Seattle and is just uber, uber talented. Their first album, Becoming Who We Are, incorporates orchestra and um, alternative and hip hop and the he struggled with anxiety and the lyrics and just the way he puts music together is unbelievable. It's just, it's, they are such a good band. Um, so I was listening to one of their songs called Enchanted and the song, one of the the lyrics of the song says, break me free to live enchanted. No, break me free to be enchanted, enchanted beyond control. Um, so this, this idea of, breaking free to live enchanted beyond control was it kind of was a perfect summary to what I was feeling like man that's what I want I just want freedom from physical and mental unhealth I want to live enchanted uh, via the kingdom and truth and physical and mental wellness like I just want to be broken free and I want to be prancing around on with light feet throughout this world which I know is impossible um, 
on this side of heaven, but that's, I want to get as close to that as I can. I want to be enchanted. I want to be joyful with everyone. I want to be, you know, full of humility and gratitude and selfless and just all these things that would make up a, a light, you know, existence. Um, so that was where the name came from. And I reached out to them and uh, got permission to use their track. So I have two songs on every episode of my podcast is really uh, the same as far as the music and intro and all that stuff. So got permission from them to use their music on there, um, use the name because it wouldn't feel right if I didn't, you know, well, there's copyright issues, but even just using the name Life Enchanted Podcast, I just wanted to you know, be on the up and up with them. So reached out to them. They were awesome. Chad actually came on the podcast uh, last year and I was able to interview him, which was super cool. Um, and yeah, that's, that's how it really all came about. And it's just, like I said, an excuse for me to share cool things with the world, but also reach out to people like Chad um, to, to have conversations with a lot of dudes and gals who I uh, look up to and respect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true because that's what Aaron and I have also found as we've done our podcast is we've had such awesome conversations with people mm. that we would never have reached out to without the podcast, you know, because yes. why would you reach out to them otherwise? Um, and we've learned so much and we've made awesome connections and friends. And um, I just love the, the way that technology, you know, is today it can be used for so much good, you know, and I'm I'm just thankful for it. So totally. Yeah, that's awesome. So I know we probably are needing to wrap up a little bit, but I would love for you just to um, share, you know, with our listeners kind of just about if you were to encourage someone toward living kind of in the fullness of their identity and the fullness, like you said, of an enchanted life, Mm. where would you encourage them to start or how would you encourage them to, to move forward in that? Yeah. Yeah. I love this topic and we could definitely nerd out on this for a while, but, um, as far as starting, I think you start in the word, Mm -hmm. you start in the word of God and you hear, uh, people who are really smart talk about the word of God after you read it, um, with podcasts and the availability of sermons. I am obsessed with John Mark Comer, who's from Bridgetown church in Portland. He is a phenomenal teacher, pastor. Uh, he, heavily influenced by a lot of the people who I look up to like Dallas Willard and um, a lot of the the mystics throughout history. So I would start in the word and hearing uh, p- pastors who speak to you well, who, who you think, you know, who you align with, I would, I would just go all in on their content um, and, and start to understand who God is and what that means for you. Because I think a lot of our, uh, understanding of identity comes from first understanding the father. Right. Um, and with that, because I've, I dove into this pretty deep with the identity stuff, I start to, I start to see a lot of similarities because I've, I've also read a lot of like Buddhist stuff and other philosophy stuff and Eastern stuff and all these different things. Not because I, I think they have, because I want to, you know, get away from my faith or anything is because I think that anything that is good and true and beautiful in the world ultimately can be traced back to the father. It's just people have lost their ways. Like I think Hinduism has some really awesome stuff to say as well as Buddhism. And, you know, there's a lot of really profound truths in a lot of these things that easily line up 
um, and can be, you know, a kingdom narrative um, that I can just, you know, put through the the biblical filter and easily see how the father is working through it, which is really cool. Yeah. So um, one thing is like this whole false self versus true self paradigm. And there's different names for the false self and the true self that people use. Like some people, a lot of the self-help people will talk about the false self as the ego. Right. Bible talks about the false self as the flesh. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there's different words for these things, but the false self, true self paradigm is, is really powerful here. And, uh, the false self is basically this self that we try and create this, this self that, when we were young, we learned that if we act a certain way, we get more love from these people. If I, you know, and if I look a certain way, I get more love from that those type of people, and I get these type of accolades and this type of reward. And I have to constantly strive to to build this this image so that I can get love and uh, appreciation and respect and admiration from the world. And I think a lot of us unknowingly are living in the false self. There's a lot more that goes into that as well. But, um, and then on the other side of that is the true self and the, the false self is something we build, something we create, something that takes effort, but the true self is something we simply receive, receive from the father. And, um, I think that, uh, there's a quote from David Benner that says the image the, the true self is the image of God that you are, the unique face of God that has been set aside from eternity for you, which I love just that that language of being a unique face of God. Like, Aaron, you are a unique face of God. Anna, you are a unique face of God. I am a unique face of God, a unique expression, the way that I look, the way that I talk, that my competencies, my experiences, all these different things, my interests, uh, my geographic location, like we are all an intentional creation that has have specific purposes to help further the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And that is not something we have to build. That is not something we have to create. That is something we simply receive through relationship and communion with the father through the son. Um, And there's something so freeing in that. And um, I think leads to self acceptance. And once that self-acceptance comes through and the surrender comes through, um, then transformation starts to come about and we start to live into our, you know, idiosyncrasies that, that make us who we are. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's a freeing thing. It's a humbling thing. There's no pressure there. Like, yeah, I, I like to think about like whenever I'm experiencing like shame or guilt or fear or um, like these pressures or anxiety or jealousy or all of any of those types of feelings. I'm like, man, that that doesn't exist in the kingdom of God. No, like it just doesn't mm-hmm. like shame and guilt and all that stuff. Fear. Fear is the most common command in the Bible. And some people like to say it's mentioned 365 times, which, you know, correlates to 365 days a year. I don't know if that's true or not, but um I, I just tell myself like that doesn't exist in the kingdom of God. So I must not be operating in the kingdom of God right now. Like, where is my mind? Where is my, where, what are my mental narratives? What are the enemy narratives telling me right now about, you know, my identity and who I am. And then I can kind of observe those thoughts and go back and manage them. And it's like, okay, now let's get into the true self. Like, and I'm, you know, I was called to be on this podcast right now with you guys and God led me to this point and I hope he's speaking through me and, and, you know, and you can just, you can apply that to pretty much everything that, that you are doing. Um, and, and it's just comforting and it's peaceful. So, 
Yeah, I would say just getting to know the Father, being in union with the Father and communion and prayer and um, just constantly talking to him. I think a lot of like I was meeting, I met with seven high school uh, dudes today who are they're all 18 and they, they asked me to come speak with them um, just to kind of help give them some insight or just I basically told them five things that I wish I knew mm-hmm. when I was 18. Um, and we were just talking about uh, how important it is to to just be in constant prayer. And I told them, because a lot of these guys are new to faith, like, look, you don't have to like, when I talk about prayer to you guys, it's not like, okay, fold your hands, close your eyes, dear heavenly father, thank you for this day. You know how my five, five-year-old daughter prays at dinner. There's a place to pray like that, but just keeping your mind on everything that is, that is good and true and beautiful um, in the world is, is prayer. And just like, wow, Lord, wow, Lord, wow, Lord. Wow, Lord, you know, whatever it is, if you can just constantly tell yourself that and seek the kingdom, I mean, that's what, you know, in everything, seek the kingdom and everything will be given to you is what Jesus told us, you know, like, I think that that's the ultimate. And that's why I love the mystics, too, because the mystics, that's kind of what they are all about is constantly seeking the kingdom and having these mystical experiences. Because when you are encountering the father in the ordinary, in the bird, in the chair, in the experience, whatever it is, it's a mystical experience with the father that takes you out of your mind, connects you to the source of life and, you know, releases you of a a lot of the worldly struggles and pain and stuff like that. So. Um, just developing a practice of being in constant communion and abiding in the vine, you know, apart from me, you can do nothing. He says in John 15. Um, So developing that practice of abiding in the vine and being in communion um, and contemplative prayer, all these things, they kind of mean the same thing. Meditation kind of means the same thing, but uh, can help you start to identify your true identity. Wow. Lord, thank you for leading me here. Gratitude is obviously a huge part of it, but yeah, another long-winded answer for you, but I think there's just well, so like, much good stuff. And I are there. just laughing because, like, you're just like me too. You're the perfect mix <laughs> of Aaron yeah. and, I, and how the the Lord has used our relationship to sharpen each other, and it's just so cool to meet someone who is just so similar and like-minded because I actually told Aaron after I listened to your podcast about being a spiritual mystic, I was like, that's so me. Like just experience God in, in the small and mundane things that really do take you to that kingdom mindset. Um, that's how I survive. That's how I live my life, you know? And so, um, I just love, I love talking to you and listening to you. And I'm so thankful that you came on our podcast and, um, how can our listeners find you if they wanted to listen to your podcast and, uh, follow you on social media? How can they do that? Yeah, so I'm I'm super active on Instagram. I haven't been as active as lately because I took a fast from social uh, media last week and it was glorious. Yeah. But yeah, Instagram is the best way to connect with me at nick.carlile, N-I-C-K dot C-A-R-L-I-L-E. Uh, my website, you can find everything related to what I'm doing. That's www.mylifeenchanted.com. Mm-hmm. And then the podcast is Life Enchanted Podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. And yeah, I'd love to connect with people. I love, you know, I respond to all the DMs and comments and all that stuff just because I like to connect with people and hear people's stories and um yeah feel free to holler at me yeah well and I I had reached out to you on Instagram through DM and when you answered me I was like okay this guy's for real so that's when I started kind of like 
I was kind of stalking you for a little bit just to see <laughs> if maybe you'd be a good fit to come and be a guest on our podcast. And I was just so thankful to see that the Lord really did um, bring you to us and um, allow you to be used um, for our listeners, you know, so I'm just thankful for that. Yep. Praise God. Thank you. And I want to encourage you guys. I mean, what you guys are doing as sisters doing this, expanding wellness in the kingdom keep going. Thank you for what you are doing. And thank you for reaching out to me. And thank you for, it's not easy. Like people think, you know, I don't know, you know, they might be thinking, oh, it's so easy for them to do this or how cool of them. I wish I, you know, it's not easy to do this stuff. It takes a lot of dedication and time and work and, you know, commitment. So thank you to you guys for putting in the work to, to spread the good word. Well, that was so good. And I have to say, we recorded this previously and I have started listening to his podcast mm -hmm. and they are really great. And mm -hmm. I uh, told my son about them and he's listened to a few, oh, good. which I've always wanted to, he listens to ours sometimes, mm -hmm. but you know, you don't want to always listen to your mom or the female perspective. <laughs> or the female, yeah. And I really appreciate having a male to, to offer to people and that really aligns with the way that I think. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate that. And you know, there's so many great great podcasts out there that talk about uh, how to become a better you and self-help and all that kind of thing. But the missing element is the faith element. And that's the most important element. Right. And I love that he brings that together. You know, we, we talked about listening to Rogan and gosh, we can't tell people to listen to him. Sure, sure. But, but I love his out of the box thinking. So, mm -hmm. so this is kind of a male that will think like that out of the box and be able to explore and have different guests, but yet has that faith base in the way that he does it. Yeah, definitely loved having him on. If you want another podcast that's just going to really encourage you in the mind-body-spirit connection, give you some great health tools and tips, go and subscribe to Life Enchanted Podcast and support what he's doing because he really is doing it just out of an overflow of his heart. He's doing it out of obedience to share the things that God has taken him through just to help other people. And that's really what I just loved about talking with him is he's such a genuine person and I just we just pray blessings over his ministry mm -hmm. yep and make sure you're connecting with us whether it's through email or our Facebook community group we are doing our upper body challenge right now and we just love connecting with you guys and hearing what is speaking to you and what's going on in your life so we can pray you know we're doing this together so don't forget to include yourself with us so that we know you're out there and what you're going through. So until next time, this is Anna and Aaron.